0: Did you see me pop up while these uh, very patriotic Americans were talking? Well, not Americans. I
1: yes. Ho- Hopefully. You flashed... Yeah, you were just chilling.
2: <laughs> well, that, I was
1: glancing to annoy. I
0: was trying flash to annoy frames. Yash. <laughs> I
1: was just sort of doing a thing,
0: and then suddenly I was on screen. He is a prankster, how's, isn't he?
1: How's, how is you
0: back today? Tell you what, mate. And I'm not, I, before I, I'm going to bring this up, I'm not sponsoring them, and there are many other brands, I should say, as the BBC <laughs> always does. But I've got this stuff. Harry Shaver is it? No, it's a. Uh, you see that? Bald what aid, or Bli- bald um, a- bald aid. It's a bald aid. <laughs> it's in honour of you, Sean. Um, we're all putting Stephen and I have been putting together a concert in the in the eighties. And it's bald aid. Yeah, bald aid. Yeah, that's
2: a different. That's a different, different vibe altogether. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Bald oh. Ape, um, it's a cream, and I've put it a all over my back, ape. and it's gotten rid of all my back hair, but its it has made me get a bit oh, spotty on my back. It's one of those exfoliating creams. Well, it's not exfoliating, it's a, it's a hair removal cream.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one of them.
2: Embrace what? it, man. I have to, I have to give my uh, my hands an annual shave, that's how hairy I get, I look like I've got black really? gloves by December, yeah. It's, uh, it's like I'm Richard put I'm An
0: annual, so you're Richard Key. I was thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> <But it's, laughs> It takes a year to grow back It can't be that hairy I, then i
2: exaggerate it's probably it's more, more biannual i would imagine mm. can we compare sputty,
0: can we
1: can we compare spotty hairy backs andrew oh we've started something now This mine's is, this not hairy. He, i don't think sean fully
0: really understands. sean doesn't look understand the concept look, look does he spotty <laughs> yeah but mine doesn't have hair any what is going on with your back it's third Sh- plague, shingle standard,
2: standard plague uh <laughs> symptoms
0: right Sean because so I put a- the cream on I don't have hair on the back and that's the point I don't have it anymore it's, there's no hair there
2: you should see how oh. fast this man can go down a water slide a little- now sexy sexy <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: I said so Ash I've got shingles man can I have m- a month off he says no we're going to do six hour live streams <laughs> oh my god what,
0: it would just be poor Stephen on his own if you took a
1: month
2: off <laughs> no one wants that nobody needs that did, no so rest like, for the Sean was saying that he was doing this celebratory 100th episode and was like, who do you want to speak to? We can get anyone. And was, he's was like, do you want to speak to the Pope? Do you want to Barack Obama? And I was like, you get me Andrew Gold if you know what's good for you. <laughs> looked him right in the eye and said, get me Andrew Gold. And uh, uh, he well, made it the dream took a lot happen. of convincing. <laughs> we only brought you in so we could mess about and flick you in and out and talk about your hair yeah back hell back now yeah. yeah
0: listen david beckham yeah. stay over there mate sorry i've just uh ch- <laughs> sorry i've got i i'm busy now Be- beckham all right it's uh, View-
2: it's, it's needed needed that's
0: <laughs> yeah. viewers if you have not yet subscribed
1: to andrew goal's channel you need to go over there he's at almost 150 000 subs in record time he's absolutely on fire that's amazing you Well all, done. all of his Thank all of his you. links are in the description box below this video and you will find him getting way more graphic than us these days on certain subjects we're not allowed to talk about, such as SRA
0: in Haiti, million views. Mm. <laughs> and and you, you won't believe this, Sean, monetized. Ooh. They allowed it. They allowed it through, uh, you know. I, which I was, I was amazed at because I was sitting talking to this lady who's done an amazing job. She's gone over to Haiti or Haiti, uh, and I won't, I won't go into detail about what what happened, lest it take your channel down. But she just kept, you know, when they're saying things, and as the host, you're going, oh god, oh oh, don't. And she just went further and further, and then she's like, "Can I show you pictures?" And I was like, no, "Don't put the pictures." <laughs> Definitely <on>. not. <laughs> Definitely not. No, no, no more pictures. But we did. Do, but then some people said, "Oh, we don't believe you because they're." No pictures, so we had to do another live, and we put the link to the pictures, which are pretty horrible.
2: Wow, that's just uh, spoiled the mood, Andrew.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but so you got to what? go on. You
0: got to live in and... what? What is it, Sean? What's your main focus on your channel these days? What's coming up? Uh, I expose uh, Sean Atwood and Stephen Knight for their wrongdoings most of the time. Otherwise, it will be. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the a, freemason oddly I'm not unsettling a freemason. that isn't it it's oddly unsettling <laughs> he, always, he always does that gets it gets it all out but um um, um so i would say scientology is probably the me- the royals do a lot of megan bashing uh and and a lot of scientology those are probably the two big hitters on the channel cults and things as well you know
2: the, uh, yeah. the fascination with Scientology just persists, doesn't it? I think it, it's the, the, I mean, a lot a lot of people understand it. It's a bit kooky. Plus, there's the huge amount of celebrity endorsements. Uh, so I suppose you've done a lot of focus on uh, Tom Cruise as well.
0: That's right. That was the first time I realized that my, because I was doing a lot of stuff about cults and things. I've got a similar, I'm similar to Stephen in many senses, for people watching in terms of, uh, I think, uh, religious and and those kinds of, you know, very sort of secular and and centrist and things like, you know. Um, And so I was putting out all different kinds of things. And I found that whenever I did things on Scientology, it just went completely bananas and I, as you say i think it's a lot to do with the celebrity factor and other cults have tried to copy that that's always been a big thing whenever you get some cult they'll always sort of wheel out some sort of celebrity so Nixium was the big one that was a real scientology ripoff and they had alison mack who's obviously not quite tom cruise or john travolta but she was a, an actress from smallville and they basically copied Uh, Scientology entirely and then you get like all these other cults there are cults that mention the Dalai Lama and Richard Branson they start talking about Nixxiom was going on about Richard Branson as well so it's always like I I think people join cults for status and if you've got a celebrity that's the ultimate status what status higher than Tom Cruise is there I was just reading before Uh, His first wife, Mimi Rogers, who is the woman who got him into Scientology in the first place, uh, said that he was very close at one stage to giving everything up and becoming a monk So he obviously always had these weird higher power beliefs and motivations. And I think Scientology is very happy that he didn't. He stayed in Scientology and kept acting. And and I've heard it said a few times that he was actually going to maybe quit or he wasn't that interested or uh, didn't have the determination or whatever to be an actor anymore. He just wanted to help Scientology because he's a true believer. And Scientologists believe that they're going around clearing the world of regressive minds and bad thoughts and things like that. So he really believes that. So why would you go out and start filming Mission Impossible? But he's been told in no uncertain terms over and over, no, no, you've got to keep doing that because your brand is what attracts more people to Scientology, although it is starting to dwindle. I'm just gonna. I'm just
1: gonna have to bow out to get my um, shingles back rest, i.e., Jen rubbing my hairy back to soothe it. Um, and please, I please wear that Boris mask. <laughs>
2: please wear that Boris mask while she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, and, yeah, then t- and turn be, your
0: microphone off when you're gone, Sean, because you've got history. <laughs> 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 he did do that. I don't really? know how many people... Are, yeah, I don't know who's familiar with that. In the, if we, I, I don't know if I'm even supposed to talk about it, but he's gone off now. But he, I, I won't go into it It was on so. Patreon oh, no. only. Not many people heard that, Andrew. <laughs> uh,
1: so
2: well, you, uh, you, can, you can catch yeah. the rest of that on OnlyFans, I believe. <laughs> it
0: was one of the best moments of my life.
2: Well... Let's, uh, I'm not even going to attempt a clumsy segue. I'm just going to pretend none of that happened and just ask my a question about Tom Cruise. Um, so do yeah. you, I mean, he exclusively makes films with Paramount now, doesn't he? Is there some sort of sense that maybe some of the other studios have thought he's a bit too kooky and he's, he's kind of like blacklisted? Well,
0: how conspiratorial do you want me to go?
2: This is the Sean Atwood show, mate. Just <laughs> uh, knock yourself out.
0: So Sean, At- uh, so not Sean Atwood, Tom Cruise, um, he... Does work with Paramount, you're right. And he works with the same uh, director every time uh, for Mission Impossible. I can't remember. Christopher McQuarrie? McQuarrie? That's Macquarie? right. That's right. Yeah. And I came to find through some sort of leak, so, or someone emailed me and said, look, hey, check this out. This is weird. And it turns out Christopher McQuarrie is registered as living in Clearwater, Florida, which is the base of Scientology, in not just the building, but the actual apartment that is owned by Tom Cruise's daughter, one of Tom Cruise's daughters. So he's registered living there and no one knows why. Um, and it might be to do with voting. It might be just where he goes to stay. Nobody knows if he's a Scientologist. He certainly never said anything about whether he is. But this weird thing's been happening where he, basically that Christopher Macquarie guy, he only did The Usual Suspects. He wasn't really known for many other big films. I know whenever I say things like that, people go, what do you mean no big film? I made the mistake of saying once that Orlando Bloom was, he's only ever been in one film, Pirates of the Caribbean. Everyone lost their mind with me. Lord
2: of the Rings fans, you yeah. don't want to mess with them. You don't want to mess with them. I, upset people.
0: So maybe Christopher McQuarrie did other things, but he wasn't like Tom Cruise level in terms of like his experience as a director or producer. Yeah, he was more but of a writer, of a sudden, wasn't he, for a while? That's right. I think Usual Suspects, he might just be the writer on that. Yeah, I think Brian um,
2: Singer directed that. Sorry, so like, massive they, movie nerd. I can't, I can't help myself. There you
0: go. No, but it's good to have you there to do that because otherwise I'm just going to talk bananas. So he suddenly was in everything Tom Cruise did. And the Mission Impossible films, year after year that's it used to be that there were just a whole load of producers you can just see this on Wikipedia so you've got like Tom Cruise as the actor he's like a co-producer or whatever he is and then there's like loads of producers so they couldn't really do what they wanted to do and gradually as the years have gone by Christopher McQuarrie was, was sort of invited on and then he became one of the producers and gradually like every year they've lost one or two of the others and now it is just Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie the guy who shares his daughter's flat in Clearwater, Florida the, where you would only be for Scientology reasons and they're totally in charge and the budgets are going up by like five times it's like they were spending like 50 million dollars in the first ones just like 10 years ago they're now like five or six hundred million dollars budgets absolutely insane so nobody knows where that money is necessarily coming from it's all a bit weird and i i can't put the dots together entirely yet but something scientology ish is happening and it makes sense because if scientology is to save the world from evil lord zenu you know that's the idea he is an action hero and he doesn't age unless you look very closely at him but he's you know doing stuff to his face he's just staying as this like immortal being who's going around you know one of the times that he was the most confident for example about talking about scientology was when he was in 2005 he was doing um, war of the worlds with steven spielberg so there's definitely a sense that when he's doing these big action movies it's sort of a, an advert, and he feels like it's him doing his Scientology stuff. It's a war against the aliens, you know, this big thing. That was when he, um, he, he. well, I don't know if he actually did the order, but Scientology were picketing outside Spielberg's kids' psychology um, therapists because Scientology hates therapy, and that caused a bit of a rift with Spielberg. So, yeah, that's um, the Paramount link. There is something going on there, and I'm waiting for those dots to fall into line.
2: That's interesting, and the ramifications of that are huge. But if you look at, I mean, if we accept and put our tin on and, and sort of consider this as some Scientology Hollywood takeover, uh, they have got a good shout of taking control in the in the sense that Top Gun was very much considered the movie that saved cinema after a post pandemic dip. It made over a billion dollars, considered a huge success. So, I mean, that puts him in the driving seat. Just a, on another note on connecting the dots, I think. Tom Cruise's most impressive performance ever is pretending to like James Corden. And I did wonder how these skits keep happening, these elaborate skits, and how James Corden gets this amazing access to Tom Cruise doing crazy and silly things that you normally wouldn't find him doing. And I did some detailed research Wikipedia, and it turns out that paramount owns CBS, which is the network that James Corden shows on, so it just seems like that's another advertisement outlet for Paramount and their project. So it doesn't seem like he's going to be popping up in like a Warner Brothers or a Fox or a Disney movie anytime soon, does it?
0: No, I think you're right. And it's really, it's it's an interesting one. I know Sean is very, very careful about the words we use on here, but uh, I'm from a certain ethnicity that begins with J and it's not a Jehovah's Witness. He doesn't like people even saying that word just in case because people think you're saying a bad thing about it. So fine. Uh, but there was this, there's a famous South Park motto or whatever. They had it uh, on the poster of their... They did, you know, an episode ages ago about Scientology, and they had on their show, you know, my people who really owns Hollywood and the idea it's Scientology. So they're just so ahead of the curve. This was yeah. twenty years ago. It's just amazing that there, it's just ama- If you look up that that episode on South Park, you can find the the little poster there where they where they put that. So that's it's incredible. Really, go on. What were you cool. saying?
2: Well, I think it's funny as well, because Tom Cruise has got, got history in terms of being litigious, hasn't he? I think he some gay porn star made accusations about him a while back, and Tom Cruise sued him for this and, and, and won. And what's extraordinary about that ruling, if you look, is it's quite homophobic in nature and outworldly homophobic. Tom Cruise's argument was that his reputation was would be damaged because a lot of the movie-going audiences wouldn't accept a leading man being gay. So he was kind of banking on the idea that him being thought of as gay would destroy his reputation, which is which is which is interesting for sure. But parking back to South Park, I remember South Park have took plenty of swings at Tom Cruise implying that he is gay. That whole episode about Tom Cruise being stuck in a closet, which I remember being quite hilarious. So why is it you think that he's kind of I mean, has he just got better advisors around him now, perhaps that he's not taking legal action against things like this?
0: Well, that's an interesting... I, I want to get to your first point there. It was really interesting because I've, I've just done an episode that's out in the next couple of weeks with a woman called Ono oh Nora. That's her YouTube handle. And she was a Scientologist and she is gay and... Um, it was a sin to be gay in Scientology. So she's talking all about that, and she talks also about whether Tom Cruise might be, because there were rumours around him. Um, and John Travolta, <clears throat> I think obviously there were allegations in the tabloids about things he had done at massage parlours. They're all alleged, so I don't know, you know, the, the, the truth behind those things. But the point is that you're not allowed to be gay in Scientology. That's why Tom Cruise would have taken that to heart more than anything else, because it's the most deviant thing. L1 like Hubbard wrote about it, and basically if you've got a list of sexual things that... Sean won't want us saying on this show like criminal things. Um, he put um, being gay alongside those Elrond uh, Hubbard in his writing, and it's often overlooked that. So I, I didn't know that. I, I
2: just assumed it was some kooky kind of science fiction auditing. You know, it's, it's almost wrapped up as a self help cult. But I, I, it does have a strain of homophobia that runs directly through its tenets. Is is what you're telling mm-hmm. me?
0: Right from the beginning. The thing is, he just threw so much stuff at the wall, you know, he just, he just, L1 Hubbard, sci-fi writer, I think he holds the world record, I might be wrong in saying this, but the most science fiction books or the most books ever written. He wrote like a ridiculous amount of books, he obviously had a compulsion. And he just threw so much stuff out there. And he wasn't gay. So I guess you can see why, well, if you're not doing the thing that I'm doing, then you must be bad. And and it is a weird one, and I know, I know why you wouldn't expect that to be an issue there, because a lot of the religions that are homophobic, um, the, the reason is because they want to have as many children as possible in these traditional families, whether it be, the, you know, Mormonism, Judaism, Islam, whatever, and you have these big families and the family units part of how they control you um, in Scientology there's not much talk of that and in fact your children are sort of taken away from you you don't see your children often uh you'll have babies or whatever and they're just sort of put to work at like four years old and you just see them as another soul or a thetan body thetan they call them in a body they're not really related to you in that sense so much so that Mike Rindo is one of the top uh ex-Scientologists he spoke about I mean his his son unfortunately passed away as a, as a child and he he talks about it like it was very sad but I just got on with it it wasn't really a big deal um your second part about Tom Cruise being less litigious nowadays I think Scientology in general are far less bold there was like I say in the war of the world's time that was when he was jumping on the sofa of Katie Holmes talking 2005 um, and he was jumping on everyone's sofas he was shouting uh, with Peter Overton and Matt Lauer these famous interviews where he screams at everyone um, and they were just really bold and it just made him a laughing stock. so I think it doesn't help him and he's learned that, and he never talks about it anymore.
2: Where is Katie Holmes now? She just seemed to drop off the face of the earth. I mean, I thought it was suspicious going as far back as the reports that she didn't do The Dark Knight, the second Christopher Nolan Batman movie, after the success of Batman Begins for scheduling conflicts. I just don't see how someone of her... Status mm. turns down a Christopher Nolan sequel of one of the most successful comic book movies of the time. There's a lot of rumors swelling around there, and it just seems like her career's completely dropped off a cliff post Tom Cruise marriage, anyway.
0: Yeah, the last I saw of her was she was doing a film with her daughter, uh, something with Surrey. Um, and I can't, I'd have to look into that and see what that is, but it's all much more low key, art housey kinds of things. Um, and you can see, I think, after that whirlwind time with Tom Cruise. It it must it must have been awful. And there's a whole thing about how she had to leave. She was getting like his bodyguards were looking after her and checking on her and everything. She had to wait till he was filming one day in Iceland to leave him. Um and had to get she had to have a burner phone so that he wouldn't find out or whatever. It was like a huge endeavor to, to leave him and to also keep custody of the kid who uh Tom apparently never sees. But again, if you're a Scientologist that. Sort of makes sense. She, Katie Holmes, wasn't even uh initially who he was supposed to be with because that was part of Scientology who found her. So you can imagine that after leaving all that, she would want to disappear and be like, "I don't need this anymore" because it was just such an impossible few years.
2: Yeah, I mean, you cover a broad range of things on your channel. You seem to speak to if you know someone, something's interesting to you, you go after it. But you always seem to come back to cults. There's something. Innately fascinating about cults to you, and uh, what is mm. that? What is that that really drives you towards investigating them, and speaking to people involved in them?
0: I think it just speaks to it speaks to human nature. I, I'm really fascinated by how. Um, <sighs> everybody thinks they're right all the time. There's that thing, uh, you know, people often say or variation of this thing of like, uh, I feel like I'm right all the time. I feel like I'm right about all of my beliefs, right? Because I wouldn't hold them otherwise. But one of those beliefs is I couldn't possibly be right about everything. It doesn't even make sense, right? I know. Mm. I, how, why would I, wouldn't it be a coincidence if I was the one person in the world who all of their beliefs were correct? So I know they can't be right, but then I hold these beliefs and they all seem to be right. And so I love that. And I find that fascinating. And I find it fascinating how human minds can go and bend and be manipulated and d- d- in certain ways. So I was just just before coming on here, I was interviewing someone for a future episode, who, in fact, it's stuff I can't talk about on Sean's channel. But ho- you know, her husband had done horrible, horrible things with people of an age that was a different age and was lower. So nicely done. Nicely um, done. Yeah. And, you know, it was all horrible. But she talked about how she then for like two or three years, even after all the police reports and all these different things, still sided with him. And I found that really fascinating. And she said, because everyone else in her life said negative things, the only way to protect herself was to isolate herself from them. So she found herself isolating from them. And then he was love bombing her. And you get to a point where it's like, this is a cult. And it's so fascinating to see how that can happen in an individual, just with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or you can be manipulated in that way. And then if you take it to its extremes, what can happen to the human mind in something like Scientology? All these questions, you know, what what kind of person would join Scientology? Uh, Or even further, like something like Heaven's Gate, when, you know, what they all did to themselves wearing the uh, Nike uh, trainers or sneakers or whatever. So... I think that's why I keep going back to it it's just so fascinating to me and it seems to resonate with uh, my audience as well they they're quite into it so yeah I think I think that's the reason
2: yeah I mean there's something that, that I understand a lot better as I've got older now and I suppose it's this uh a, a kind of a, a, an emotional need for meaning and purpose uh and maybe community to an extent and cults in a a world that's highly secularized there's a lot of competing ideologies out there there's a lot of things to be negative about in terms of current events world events politics and that and I believe cults like Scientology have started operating almost as a self-help group now that's a lot of what their marketing's uh, pushing towards and is that are we susceptible to that as humans I like to think I'm not but as I've got older I've taken a lot more comfort in traditions or stories, things like that, which typically I wouldn't have had much time for.
0: Yeah, it, that happens, doesn't it? It's so funny to see that pattern repeating itself over and over. I, I grew up um, in a, I can say in a Jewish family, in a Jewish family and went to a synagogue and stuff like that, like once or twice a year. And I hated it and I hated every second of it. And I won't step foot in the synagogue now, uh, even if it's like a family friends thing in a way that somebody who is like an atheist or whatever would, would be, Oh, I don't mind. I'll just go. But to me, because it has that sort of resonance and it just makes me feel sick i don't want to go in there You um, anti semite <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i just it, it i and i but as i got older i've started to i still don't want to go in that part of it but the non religious aspects of it and i'm starting to wonder what those are i just did an, one of these adverts from uh, one of these heritage websites and then my dna is like uh 90% um ashkenazi jewish and then it's like 5% Iberian or something, I don't know. So you, you're like, what is it? Is it a race and ethnicity, a culture, a community? I don't even know what. But what's really interesting is one of the most prominent British Jewish people is David Badil, who is an atheist, and his title on Twitter is is famously just Jew. Shoot. Yeah, and so he's sort of reclaiming that. And I wonder, would he have done so 30 years ago? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to ask him, but. You know, he's getting a bit older now. And I see it time and time again in these kinds of communities. It's like you want to sort of belong to something as you get older. When you're a teenager, it's much easier to be like, ah, oh, screw that stuff. I, uh, You know, and you get older, you're like, oh, I want to belong to something. So, yeah, yeah I think we, we all have. You that. articulated that
2: really well. And you mentioned, I mean, we both spoke to David Badil. Luckily, I mean, he, he brought that point up when I interviewed him. And he's absolutely right. Because I found myself saying, you know, where, where I'd say a Muslim and wouldn't think twice about it, I, I found myself saying, a Jewish person rather than a Jew. there's just something that feels sinister about saying it to me. It feels like it could easily be mis- misconstrued. Going back to DNA reports, I, I I did a 23andMe, and I was secretly hoping that there might be a little bit of Jewish ancestry in there. I don't know why. I think there was always some sort of suspicion on my mum's side. Turns out, naffle, boring, oh. plain. It's so English. It just said, like, pasty limey is all that came (laughs) up on my my report so nothing nothing special about me unfortunately and I'm I'm very disappointed
0: yeah I'd have welcomed you I'll welcome you anyway
2: (laughs) thank you man I appreciate that a lot
0: there
2: you go so Mm. I mean another thing to, to think about as well in terms of Scientology I mean we've spoke about how they used to be quite litigious but obviously a lot of their their followers that they're they're, you know people part of their their cult I don't take kindly to criticism you can you can find yourself on the end of being targeted uh, various campaigns many many journalists have, have faced this kind of this kind of yeah. attack are you are you worried about that have you experienced any sort of hostility for, for going after Scientology
0: not really actually um who was it john what was his name sweeney john sweeney did you, did yeah. you see that panorama
2: yeah i, I think i yeah that <laughs> was ends up that was,
0: screaming not there you were not there at the beginning he goes mad at them um so that's what they can do they can get in your head but i mean firstly i don't want to challenge them here but they tend not to sort of go out and murder people they tend not to people have died in scientology from negligence but this is not um... and possibly boredom and boredom having to do all the boring stuff yeah but not, they don't tend to go out and, and do that, and it, or, or even injure people. They go out, they they scare them, they knock on your door, they shout at you, they show you that they're following you and know where you are, and it is it is scary. I don't get me wrong. I don't want that to happen to me, um, and they. I mean. Aaron Smith-Levin, who I speak to a lot from the Growing Up in Scientology channel, he says that they will definitely be watching every... Even this, they'll probably get hold of. They'll be watching this. um, And they will be aware of all of our names. And apparently they know when I get a flight from somewhere because that's public knowledge, apparently. That's what Aaron says. Um, So that's scary. And... (laughs) they could make a website about me and lie about me and you know but most people now know yeah. that that's all nonsense you know all the ex-Scientologists have got a website that Scientology made about them that no one takes very seriously so I'm not that worried about that um I, d- I don't you know different cults and different religions and things one I try not to do as much as possible is Islam because I just I've got I, I I just don't want anything to happen to me, and that's not to suggest that the vast majority of, of Muslims are not are not um, are, you know most of are peaceful, of course. But it's just such a large, if you think of it's millions of people, whereas Scientology is like thirty thousand. They pretend it's more, but it's like thirty thousand people. You just got more chance of there being someone really you know who wants to kill you uh, out of that huge number.
2: Yeah, that that's the one with the most. Landmines. And I really respect you openly saying, I don't want to touch that. And for the reasons you mm. said, a lot of people will play hide the ball and say they don't want to cause offence or they'll go on the offensive and, and throw around terms such as Islamophobia. So yeah, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about the Danny Masterson trial. Who is this gentleman? What What are the developments?
0: Mm. Danny Masterson is a a Scientologist and so I've been covering him quite a bit lately and as well as five months ago because so he was an actor in that 70s show which a lot of people saw back in the day which which show I suppose that 70s show
2: what show in the 70s
0: (laughs) you're like Sean with your lack of knowledge are you joking (laughs) I'm joking
2: I'm sorry man it was too easy I had to go ahead
0: (laughs) <laughs> you got me. Could, if it was Sean, it would have been that I could have believed that because he just doesn't know who people like Tom Cruise are sometimes. He's just got a complete wow. blank for That's pop culture. Yeah. Needs education. <laughs> um, Sorry, I completely was, derailed hey, you there with that shit joke. No, I've loved it. I, I will. I will go to bed smiling tonight. But it's a. It's a, the curly-haired one, the hippie from that '70s show, and he's from quite um, an acting background. So one of his brothers is the uh, is the older brother in Malcolm in the Middle, who's the soldier who gets like sent off to wherever. That's his brother, and they're all sort of actors and whatever. They're all they're all in Scientology as well. And he's been, again. I'm going to have to be careful of my language, um, but. In 2001 to 2003, he was accused or he was accused a few years later of, at that time, doing bad things that Bill Cosby did to women. And and when I say Bill Cosby, I mean, you know, every part of that, including the substances. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And uh, so he was accused of th- with three women. and And finally, that was brought to trial in November, last November. And everybody was convinced he was going down. And it was a hung jury. And there were reasons for that. There were problems with the trial. And so it's being done again right now. So a lot of the ex Scientologists, YouTubers I talked to have flown out to California. They're all in the, uh, you know, the audience or whatever, the watching it happen. And he sat there looking a bit arrogant. Um, but it looks like he might get caught this time and actually, you know, go to prison. And if he goes to prison, it's going to be 45 years he's looking at. He's about 45 already, so we're talking about the rest of his life, really. Um, The accusations are, you know, he had these Hollywood parties when that 70s show was at the height of its fame, Um, and he had, like, these jacuzzi hot tubs and stuff, and these were all Scientologists. So one woman said when she turned up to just get her keys, he quickly sort of gave her a drink that left her feeling sick and badly disoriented. And the next thing, you know, that stuff happened to her. She filed a police report back in 2004 and again in 2016, and it's taken 20 years for this to get to court. It's incredible. Second accuser is a model and actress and was his girlfriend at the time. He apparently was becoming more and more aggressive with her, and then he did that to her twice, uh, one time while um, she was sleeping. She woke up to that. Um and then there's the third one as well, but the the and they're all known as Jane Doe because um, you yeah. are not supposed to know who they are. So he's got this famous lawyer, Sean Holly, whose clients have included Michael Jackson, Tupac, Snoop Dogg, and Lindsay Lohan. And we're just, I mean, some of the some of the things that weren't allowed. It's amazing. Six months ago, to be mentioned in the trial, so um, they weren't allowed to mention the substances that he gave to people. So nobody knew about that until this time around. They just weren't allowed to mention it. Um, and also Scientology was hardly discussed. And that was a big problem, really, because Scientology is behind a lot of this, like the way it was hidden, but also the way that he would have felt emboldened to do whatever he wanted. You know, so. you know what I
2: did. I made the mistake of asking you about the biggest thing with two minutes to go, <laughs> didn't I? And uh, we should, you should come back on my show and catch up about all this sometimes. Yeah, uh, Andrew, but like you don't even need to let people know where to find you, but maybe you could just tell them where your YouTube channel is.
0: On the Edge with Andrew Gold and uh, come and subscribe and watch the little video I've done slating Megan Markle because uh, that's people like that.
2: Do it. Congratulations, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. I'm so happy to see your YouTube channel going from strength to strength as well. well so thanks, it's, been ni- it's been nice to catch up.
0: It's been lovely talking to you. And uh, yeah, g- g- keep keep going, guys. Good luck through the night.
1: All right. See Speak you to man. you soon, man. Have a good one. Bye. 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 Bye.